This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. Now, this next part I'm going to tell is not, I, you know, we live in a more skeptical society and usually I never share this part in, mm. in a storyline, yeah. you know, a very skeptical society because what, 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 but this is what happened. So my roommate was one of the most deepest guys I know, like in terms of his faith, like I've seen this guy fast for days and just his revelations are just amazing. So now back in my room i'm back in the struggle again mm. and i'm just lying there feeling self-defeated because pornography yes yeah. exactly exactly so i am just like what the heck you know what i'm just like god like i this is again when you asked me earlier on says what are the one of the reasons that you you know, you just feel like you're unqualified mm, mm. because you picture all your flaws. Mm. You know, the things that you're flawed about. You want to be absolutely perfect for God. And when you think about ministry and we think about where God wants to, what God wants to do in people's lives and take them, you automatically feel that this that is, is, that this is, mm. you got, you got better option, God. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and, and I'm lying down there. So I start playing some music by Ty Tribbett. And then I felt the presence in the room change. And I look at the end and I'm just like, what? And I look at the end of the bed and I see a man standing there and he's glowing gold. And he goes, I'm so excited about the things that you're doing. So excited about the places that you're going to and where God is sending you. And I... This is how much, again, I think you've seen the pattern. And I'm thinking, this is Satan. (laughs) (laughs) This is the devil. This is the devil. Excited about what? And I'm so excited about it. And as soon as I'm thinking this, like, there's no way you can be telling the truth because do you know how I failed? And he stops and goes, there's no condemnation to those on Christ Jesus. And now I'm sure. Now, Here's the thing, from the very beginning, when I started the story, when I talk about like the call to ministry, why I yep. think ministry is for older people, is because I always had just this fear that if I ever went into ministry, it wouldn't be tomorrow. It wouldn't be the day after. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do some scandal when I'm like 60. <laughs> <laughs> like somewhere, I'm going to fail. Mm. I'm just like, God, I'm going to fail. At some point, so why even start? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I'm going to fail, let's not start this. Mm. Let's keep it subtle. Let's oh, keep it, man. you know, mild. Okay, cool. I'll go to Bible school, but hey, mm. I just don't want to be that guy. Mm. You know? I don't never put the spotlight wanna, on me. Yeah, never want to be that guy. And so he walks over to the side of my bed and he holds my hand and he goes, if you really must know the end, he goes, you win. 
He goes, you do what my father has told you to do and you'll find victory every time. And that's how he went. You had a conversation with Jesus? Yeah. And I get up off the bed and I'm just like, so I walk into the living room and my roommate is lying down, sleeping on the couch. And I'm like, so he kind of gets up and he goes, what is it? And I try to talk and I can't speak. Try to talk and I can't speak. So I go and grab it. He used to write a lot. So I grab, grab a paper and I wrote, I saw a vision. And he said, of who? I wrote, of Jesus. And he's like, oh man, Holy Spirit told me there's going to be a visitation tomorrow, today. And I was lying on that couch waiting for the Holy Spirit to show up. I'm just like, <laughs> and I'm just like, what the heck? <laughs> Yo. I'm just like, and eventually when I could talk, we had such a laugh about it <laughs> because I was like, wow, like, but God chose to show up for me. You, yeah. And, and, uh, it just kind of takes you when, that changed your life. when Jesus says, you know, those who are well have no need of physician, but mm. those who are sick. And so I, I, at that point it was like, okay, okay, God, I'm, I'm confident that if you are excited like about the things I'm doing, I'm not seeing all of this that I'm seeing, the worst, then I'm confident that some that I will find victory. Mm, you win. So, you know, that was the time that the revelation now of love revolution mm. came to me. And that's what what you consider your first album. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time God came to me, like in 2008. And that was, that was when it was founded. And it was, I came to that full understanding of like, okay, this is what, this is what it, so the, sorry, the love revolution came 2008. So this is now like, okay, now I can, I can understand what I want to be able to, the message I want to be able to share. Mm. So when I, when I graduated, in fact, prior to my graduating, there was a situation that had happened. So we are, we're only a few months Oof. Yeah, this is when it gonna <laughs> Yeah, because we're getting to very sentimental parts. Yeah. Mm. So um yeah. So it was um so a few months uh prior to graduation, uh my family calls me up and says, Listen, um, there's something wrong with your dad. There's something wrong with your dad. So they said, you need to think about coming back home, All right? And I said, uh, I'm like, uh, coming, I'm like, why, what's wrong? He says, no, he collapsed and he's in ICU. Mm. So I end up, um, so I, 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 I'm, I call my, my dad's, my, my mom's phone, cause she was always, she was with him. So I said, hey mom, heard you at the hospital where, you know, because my brothers are the ones who are telling me I needed to think about coming back home. So I said, Mom, what happened? She goes, no, your dad collapsed. He hasn't, it wasn't well. And I remember, so this is something uh, crazy. When I was, when I was leaving Zambia, mm. you know, my dad had diabetes and, you mm. know, sometimes he, he had to eat completely healthy all the time. So, and I said, Dad, I'm like worried about you as I'm leaving. And he said, don't worry, you'll find me. Like those were his words, like at the airport. So I kind of took that as a promise from God. So I, and I talked to my mom 
and I'm like, hey, mom, how are you? She goes, uh, you know, we just kind of ready, whatever, you know, how God, whatever the Lord decides. And, you know, I grew up in a faith Christian home. Mm. I held my parents' faith to high regard. Mm. Like high, like there's, if they say, Jesus is coming? Yes, get ready. Jesus is coming. <laughs> Whether I'm in Bible school, I'm just like, yep. these are the strongest people I know. So I'm just like, Yeesh. my mom's talking like this. So then I said, can I talk to dad? She gives my dad the phone and my dad's like, no, you know, um, we, you know, at this point we're ready. You know, I've, you know, I've, God is, he's like, kind of like talking like this is the end. And I am crying on that phone because, like, if the most strongest faithful man I know is defeated, mm. I am defeated now. Mm. So that ended the conversation. I went, decided to go and listen to a lady called Leanne Merrill. She was preaching on faith. There's this called thing called prayer school at Raymond. And so she started preaching. She's like, you know, sometimes you just gotta take a hold of faith, grab it by the hand. Do it, you know, and not be, not be shaken, not be, you know, it's just like, you know, it's just like, so I'm getting fired up. Mm. And um, so I get, I'm like, okay, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's do this. So the next day I call my mom, like, mom, she goes, yeah, and like, let me talk to dad. Okay, cool. Let's give dad the phone. I'm like, dad. And I remember what I said. I said, dad, I'm going to pray with you. He's like, no, it's okay. You know, don't be, I'm like, no, 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 no. Say this with me. I said, say I'm healed. Like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, just say, say I'm healed. I said, I'm healed. I said, say I'm whole. He said, I'm whole. I said, say Jesus Christ paid the price 2,000 years ago. And he said, Jesus Christ paid the price 2,000 years ago. I said, okay, cool. I'm not going to call you for three days. That's what I'm going to I'm not going to call you for three whole days. And then uh, after three days, I'll call you. Man, those are the longest three days. <laughs> And I just feel like anytime any phone call is going to come, it's just going to be like, yo, it's gone. And after three days, I called my mom's phone. I'm like, hey, mom, how are you? Because I'm good, good, good. I said, uh, where are you? She goes, I'm at home. So I'm like, oh, okay. Anyway, um, let me know when you're at the hospital because I'd wanted to talk to dad. She goes, no, he's outside taking a walk. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. She goes, yeah, he has to tell you himself. So I, she, my dad was given the phone. He's like, oh, you know, this is, um, ish, yeah. So he's like, no, this is really, you have no idea. Like when you prayed for me, I, I just told the doctor, I'm like, I'm getting up out of this. You know, I'm getting up now. I'm leaving this, you know. And uh, my dad had a heart which was growing. And they told him the only place he could get treatment was from India. Mm. So that heart reduced. He had... Uh, what he didn't tell the family at the time was that he had cancer. That cancer was gone. What? Yes. And then, uh, so, and he had diabetes and it's just like everything. And he got up. And so when I, so now when I came to my graduation, you know, uh, which was really just amazing. People came out from out of state. My friends, even the Indian community, even for, drove all the way from Texas. Guys came to celebrate with me. I have these pictures of being tossed up and mm. down by these guys. It was just, it was really just amazing. I cried. We were singing completely anointed. 
There was even a band that was formed by some of the guys called Completely Anointed. It was just amazing. It was just a great graduation. So when I came back, my dad was, um, I think there was elections in Malawi, you know, and he was called by Sadiq to oversee those elections yeah. as one of the monitors. So he, so I didn't find him. So I went to receive him at the airport. And it was just like an honor of God's promise of, you know, you will find me, you know, that and that like God really just fulfilling that message. Dude, that's, so, like, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even I'm, I'm trying to find the words like that supernatural. Mm-hmm. You began to see, you know, I thought you were going to tell me the faith. You felt the faith. But then, yeah, you know, it was God just telling you something yeah. to let things go. Yeah. But that's not what you said. Yeah. That was that was not that was actually what did that do for you? It really it just changed even how I, I shared faith and miracles Mm. um you know because it's one thing to see just to talk about to comfort people but it's one thing to say you know what there's an option of faith there's an Mm. option of grabbing a hold of a situation and i have been told one of the thing one of my lectures would often say you know faith is used sometimes for object but love is used for people But sometimes you can get people to that place of faith and trusting Jesus. And I still, I'll never forget the words. And the words for me were the fact that they focused back on Christ and what he had done on the cross. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yeah, 2,000 years ago. And those are the words. I'll never forget what I said. In that, in those are the exact words I said. And and see that happen was amazing. Was amazing. It was... um, the only time after I'd graduated, my dad actually got a chance to see me do ministry or in a church setting well, was, I mean, he see me do it. But there was a, again, like my friend, uh, Kango Chileshe, who had been an actor on Cabanana. Mm. Remember the one I was saying was negotiating? With my, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So he, he had become, he was a pastor and he was pastoring a church. Uh, he still does, City of Refuge. And I remember going and, uh, getting the up and he invited me to come and do some worship at his church and I got there and I invited my dad and at the end of the service I think they found out where my dad was and and uh they invited him and I remember my dad uh crying you know it was just like you know I uh I've longed to see my son do this and uh like I'm just so happy to mm. see it happen so then um so musically you didn't record anything out of out of in when you're in the states in the states nah, nah. You didn't record. i only just there's a friend of mine called big c he's a rapper very very passionate guy he's done a lot of work in brazil now like if you check out it's, it's just thousands of young people just he he met he's such he's got an amazing ministry jose he um he he did a project um mm-hmm. called uh the grand finale that I helped feature on. He actually labels me on the, and featuring Abel Chungusuk at the bottom of his first project. Yeah. Um, because what had happened with him, I'll tell this story. He he was from New York. Um, he tells a story that such that there was a time that, you know, Def Jam was thinking about signing him. Mm. And he went there. And um, so when his parents moved to Oklahoma, and they were doing ministry there. He grew up in a Christian 
ministry. So he gave his life to God. But then, man, like to be very honest, it was one of the most prideful people I'd ever met. <laughs> like anytime he was going to tell you about himself, he was going to tell you about himself really hard. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to be the biggest rapper in the world, man. I'm a, you see what, like, see Jay-Z? Like, I'm going to be the Jay-Z of Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> so like that was, so people never really told him. Like, bro, like, you're really full of yourself. Yeah. Like, people never told him. Yeah. So there was an incident one night I was street evangelizing. And uh, and I noticed in one of the clubs, outside one of the clubs I was preaching at, I noticed him there. Like, he was going in and he was kind of, like, looking around. <laughs> so, you know, at that time, you have to understand, at that time, my spiritual angle was like, how could you get to a club as a believer? So the next day, man, I was just like, you know, like, man, I got this guy. Because he could have he gotten kicked out mm. of school. So then God just said, just pray for him. So I took that morning off and I was just going to pray for him. And I just prayed for him. And what was amazing is at the end of the sermon that day, I saw him go up. It was Bible school student went up mm. and he just like, started crying praying and so i went to him i said hey man i just want to pray for you are you okay he's like yeah i'm good so i just started hanging out with him and god then god tells me i want you to teach him humility i was like how am i going to do that he says don't tell him show him so we started this thing where i spent a lot of time with him mm. and every time he would start talking about himself Cause then he loved my music. Like I love your music, man. You're gonna be, man. We're gonna blow. And I'm just like, and the first thing I'd always say is like, yeah, by the grace of God, man. Mm. By the grace of God. The one time I had a chance to go and when I'd have a chance to preach in Texas, I'd say, hey, let's go together. So we'd spend like hours in a car. Yeah. You know, talking about life, talking about things. You know, never ever bring it up and say, you know, you're. I think you're really. Mm full of yourself and everything but it was just like it was just that of you're you're talking and you're influencing and you're talking and you're influencing and spending time such that when we eventually reached a there was one time we're in class and you could see somebody was trying to get a reaction out of him yeah it's like hey big z man biggest rapper in the world right biggest rapper in the world and his and his response goes nah man by the grace of god uh, and I was just like sitting there. Then after the guy walks over, he goes, I learned that from you, Mr. Abel. <laughs> I was like, and I was like, man, so to see That's crazy. His yeah, to see his ministry, just the way it looks like now, very evangelical, on streets, thousands of young people. He's touched like you like thousands, man. You know, especially in Brazil. It's amazing to see Chris Slager. Shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing that thing of just like sometimes this fellowship and friendship is the most meaningful way that you can to make a difference in people's lives. I love that. So, yeah. So, um, so coming when I when I came back, I think that's when we started making the phone calls with Ian. Ian was in South Africa. We'll talk even while I was in the States. I'm like, I'm feeling I'll tell him like, man, I feel like I need I'm going to do an album. I need to do an album. I need to do an album. And 2008, 
I get this revelation. Make an album, and I realize, and the first thing that comes to mind is love revolution. Mm.